Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Laura Haver, who is a mom and entrepreneur. Laura is a play, happiness, and communications expert, an author, speaker, and life coach. So much of this has been stirred together to create her new book, Play Together, games and activities for the whole family to boost creativity, connection, and mindfulness. And who of us couldn't use a bit or a lot of this in our lives? Well, let's meet Laura and learn more. Laura Haver, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning, Kate, and good morning, everybody who's up nice and early and uh, tuning in later. Absolutely, right? And the thing is, we're starting off a day with the consciousness of having fun and the idea of play. Isn't that a great way to face the day? Sounds like a good start to me. Impossible. <laughs> and of course, that does sound good for you, I think, because this is very interesting about you and your work and what you're about, Laura, is because you are regarded, um, can I say, as a play expert. Yeah, well, it's pretty lucky, right? Like, how do I get to be a play expert? But, um, you know, it's just something that I've been passionate about since I was young. I was just like, my kid, my childhood nickname was Play Play Maloney, my maiden name. And I just turned everything into play. And then I began studying it. And I was coaching. And, I, you know, I had this history of these different jobs and different things that gave me this opportunity to study it. And it's just been such a fun ride. And more than anything, I love sharing it. So thank you so much for having me. And everyone listening, you know, I think play is underrated um, for all for all ages. You know, I think that people think about it really for kids, but it's really my mission to share the power of play with people of all ages around the world. So I hope that I can say something that might spark an interest or have you think of play in a new way that can bring some extra vibrancy into your life. Oh, I uh, that's what I'm trusting is going to happen because maybe we think of play in not the right way in the sense of oh you're just goofing off there's nothing that is being done of value here but the fact is it's quite opposite isn't it when we think about children at play they are so intent they're really learning a lot it's not just goofing off uh, and maybe it's a matter of how we uh, actually uh, really think of what that word means what the definition is but but Really, I think play really is instructive, and I believe that's what you're all about in sharing this with us and, and then sharing, having created this new book and play together and sharing it with us. Yeah, well, it's a great place to start because I think, like anything, you know, I'm a writer, so I get really passionate and kind of nerd out on words and definitions. <laughs> and you're right, you nailed it in that people think about play as, you know, oh, it's just something kids do and this and that, but... So I was like, you know what, I, the first thing I opened up my book with was a definition of play that I created. And so I defined play as an invitation to do something for yourself, for the pure joy of it. And I find play to be a pathway to living a vibrant and fulfilling life. And the thing that's so fun about it is it can look totally different for everybody. And But the thing that's so cool is that it really does unlock serious benefits, right? Even though we, it's like lighthearted and, you know, the spirit of play but it really can help decrease stress and anxiety. It can make a healthier body and mind. You know, we know about like helping you communicate better, improving your relationships, working on 
you know, especially, you know, in children, but even for adults, right, you know, increasing your creativity and innovation. And I could go on and on for the whole interview, but I'll just tell you guys, it's so many benefits. And that's why it's so fun for me to look at the research and then find practical ways for everyone else to just use it, right? Because you're probably like, okay, it works, it works, I'll do it. But you don't need to hear all the details. But that's what I love both worlds is dabbling in both. What I really appreciate about it, and this is just a very uh, recent experience where three generations of my family were together on a little vacation. And the play, Finding Some Games, actually one of them was playing dominoes. But, you know, there it was, a structured game. But it allowed all these different ages to come together. And yes, it's a game, but we have a way of connecting that really is person to person. You're not just blindly watching a movie and, you know, each having your own experiences. This connection with through a game really uh, goes to a deeper level and uh, is very instructive. Yeah, I love that. I love that visual. I can see you guys sitting down playing dominoes and structured or unstructured, you know, it's that moment of connections. It's that moment of you know, being together, fully present with other human beings around you. And that's that experience of flow as well. When time stands still, you're just looking at it. You know, you can, you're feeling the, the domino texture of the dominoes in your hand or whatever else you're playing. Like you're being present and you're having these bonds, right? You're Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes you're laughing. Sometimes it's frustrating too, right? There can be moments of frustration as you're like, you know, especially I'm thinking of some of the kids, like my kids <laughs> when they were learning games and they're young and they're like, ah, you know, and, but there's just like this, joy, this underlying joy that goes through. And that's why we had so much fun creating all the different games. You know, my kids and I created all the games in my book together and we play tested them and we ended up collaborating with, you know, different experts and friends and people we got to meet through synchronicity to all create the to all create the book. Now, this all was coming together during that time we all kind of experienced across the world. Uh, during the pandemic is when you were creating all this together. Is that right? Yeah, I remember I was at my son's school for this um, presentation. It was the my niece's story won this contest, and it was getting performed live on stage, and it was so fun. They were improv actors, and I do improv as well, so we were having this great time, and all of a sudden we were, you know, the assembly closes and we get the word that schools were closing and we were like, Oh, what? Like, this is the last day, you know, Friday the 13th, right? 2020. <laughs> and we were like, what's going on? And I just remember going home and I went to the grocery store and I was like, what is really going on? Like, no, it's nothing on the shelves. I'm sure you guys all remember. And, you know, I just really felt for families. And so I just dug into my tools and I just, you know, like, what can I do to be of service? And the next morning I woke up, and I started this We Write the Story challenge where I would just create a new game every day with my kids and share it on social media and just find something, something small that I could do to help other people connect and have a little bit of moments of levity and fun and, you know, joy in this crazy time. And out of this came 60-plus games. <laughs> yeah, you know, that time went on long, as we all remember, but it was <laughs> such a gift. It was such a gift to us because... Even just that alone, it gave me something to do. It gave our day structure. It gave us, you know, it was so fun watching the creativity of the boys. And one day they'd be doing something, and I was like, oh, that would be a great game. Like one morning my older son was making cards for his cousin, and then he was making, like, hidden picture cards. And I was like, that's so clever, you know. And so we turned that into a game. And, and so it was just this really cool experience. And 
that's why being able to share it now with the greater, you know, community and, and beyond in, my, in the book, it's just, it's just really a dream come true. I've always wanted to have a book published, and I was actually writing a separate book that I'm still working with. This one just kind of came through, and, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share it and help and give tools to other parents and other kids, right, to use play as a way to manage tough things and have fun. And it sort of expands the whole, you know, all the different things you could encounter. You can use play and mindfulness tools and, you know, just to – I don't know, have your best life. Do the best you can with whatever your life looks like. Um, That is an incredible lesson to learn for your sons, for other kids to see that for themselves, how they can be the creator of something and share it and, and really bring joy, bring fun, and, and, and then again launch it into something else for someone else to create their own. Yeah, and that's one of the things I say maybe a million times in the book. And I say, let your kids lead, right? Where there's so many areas in life where we have to be the ones saying, we have to do this, do this, do this. And so, especially in the world of play, you know, let them take over the games. Create your own versions of the games. For any of you that check out the book, if you if you guys create your own versions, we'd love to hear from everybody and the cool spinoffs that they made. Like, one of the games is um, creating your own puzzle, right? You guys remember puzzles were pretty popular, during the pandemic, and, you know, and so we were like, well, what if we made our own puzzle? And so that was a whole thing in itself. And then our friends, you know, shared that game, and then someone else took a puzzle that was already existed and flipped it upside down. First, they put the puzzle together upside down, which is totally hard. If you guys have tried it, it is totally a great challenge. And then they drew their own puzzle on the back. So it's just like a fun spin-off version of the game. And so I just love hearing these stories, and I love seeing how everybody takes their own unique approach. Yes, and that should be so encouraging to everyone to to see how each of us is creative and to really embrace what a great, great gift it is that we have and, and grow on that rather than, you know, I kind of see the opposite of that, the the reverse where being bored and, oh, you know, I've nothing to offer or there's nothing to do, that kind of thing. Here, it's just everything is a new adventure. Yeah. It's so fun to, to, to manage your mindset and to teach kids the growth mindset and, you know, how can we, what can we do in this situation and what, you know, like what we have control over and what we don't have control over and how can we use our own ingenuity and what can we do for ourselves and for our family and our community, you know, in those situations. And so it just, it was fun to have this offering of games and all these, you know, five different categories and, you know, share these tools that I've had the pleasure of studying and, you know, learning myself as my, in my coaching career, I was a tennis coach for many years of kids of all ages and adults. And I was a pro tennis athlete or pro beach tennis player and, I played competitive tennis too. And, you know, so it's just like folding all the lessons into it so that it makes it fun. So then kids just want to do it naturally. And then suddenly they're also learning all these amazing things and connecting, right? And as a parent, enjoying your time together because I know we're always like, ah, you know, you know, you only have so much time with your kids at home. Yes. Uh, yes, which is, you know, that sad kind of feeling, a, a bittersweet feeling. But then when we have these experiences, it just, uh, it creates those bonds that 
you're always kind of connected. So they grow up and they go off to do their own thing, but you come back together and you have these memories and you can recreate them with another game or with with another way of connecting. Right, right. Like you, you can always like next time you see dominoes, you'll be like, "Oh, I remember when we were playing dominoes," and and now everyone who's listening is going to think of us or think of you when they turn on the do- they see the next domino, and that's that power, you know. So that's fun too. Is like thinking of things from your own childhood that brought you joy and that you want to share either with your kids or maybe if you don't have kids with other people in your life. And I think that's the real thing is to like listen to the whispers on your heart. You know, I love that. Another thing I get to do is I get to coach women and creating and living their most, you know, most vibrant lives and, you know, not ignoring the things that you want to do. Like there's so many responsibilities, there's so many things to do and we'll get to them, right? Those will always be there. But if we can put in a little bit of time for ourselves and do things that light us up, that energy actually overflows into the other areas and it makes everything else flow more easily, right? Not, nothing's perfect, but it definitely that spillover energy is one of my favorite benefits of play. And so, again, it goes back to there's the word play, which is so supportive, instructive. It really makes our life so much greater rather than thinking of, oh, play, you know, it's just that kid thing. No, it's not. It's here. You're really helping us to embrace it and see it as something so vitally important in each of our lives, Laura. Right. And, and again, it's like having it be for the all ages. And that's why I also liked your example so much of the intergenerational play is what they call it. Right. It's just that you're always connecting and communicating. And, you know, I don't know. I just I, I just it touches my heart, basically. Absolutely. Well, so the subtitle, your go to guide for family fun and and it is that about really families connecting. This is so critically important, especially in today's world where we have just so much digital stuff going on. This is a way to to have touch and feeling and eye-to-eye contact. And, and then the creativity comes into it. It's uh, We really need this kind of as the counterbalance to all the rest that, that's going on around us. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because there is such a pull to all the other pieces. And I'm not against taking time for screen time and that, but I am totally, like you said, about putting in time and putting in your, using your time wisely and intentionally to make sure that we get this, you know, movement. Actually, there's a whole uh, category of games full of movement where we get moving and we get outside and connection, which is one of the other categories where you're actually, like you said, you are, you know, with each other. It's something that builds you guys, gets you talking and, makes conversation easy. I include conversation starters with all the games just to make it, you know, easy for families to pick it up. Because, you know, I talk to a lot of people about this, a lot of families, and and sometimes it can be hard. It's like, well, I have a busy day and I have all this stuff going on. I really want to. Or, you know, I or even if they're like, you know what, I don't even know what to do. And that's why I'm like, well, this, here you go. Here's like 60 plus games. And they're, they're fast. They're simple. Most of them don't even need very many uh, materials because I didn't want to I just, you know, we have plenty of, we don't need to add to that. You know, I, I built them during the pandemic when we weren't going anywhere. So I was like, what do we already have and how can we use it? And how can we reuse it in a new way? And just to make it as easy and fun for families to connect, because I know the research is just so big on that and, you know, the time you spend together and wherever you are in your relationships, it's okay. And, you know, you can always start now 
and, you know, relationships and connection, it's the number one factor for having the best well-being in your life. And, you know, it's proven again and again, but my favorite one is the Harvard Wellness or the Harvard um, Human Development Study, where they've been studying, uh, you know, people for years and years and years, and it's the number one thing for overall well-being. And so if we can make it fun to connect and make it easy and plug it into the daily life, make it a habit, it's just such a great use of our time. And it so on while it is it's fun, the connection is important because it, in games there's always going to be someone who I guess you know will will say is the winner uh, in many games, and so someone else is not, um, the others are not going to be. We kind of encountered this with dominoes too when when the seven year old <laughs> was quite pouty about I didn't win. Uh, and it's such an opportune time to to talk about that as to, you know, that's just the way things go. You can't have it that way all the time. You know, if you're feeling badly, don't you want others to have an opportunity to, or when you're excited because you're winning, don't you want others to have that opportunity? And, you know, that sort of thing. So there's just so much about life that we can teach and encourage and and get a better understanding about with our kids, I think. Right, because it puts us in these opportunities to have these conversations, like you're saying, in a low-risk environment, right? If it's a domino game, like this is when they can learn these life lessons about competition or winning gracefully and losing gracefully and, you know, all these different things. It, it puts it in an opportunity to have these conversations. And one thing that I will share about it, too, is that when you do notice that your kids are having an upset, one of my favorite tips is to sometimes, you know, would be to pause it and notice if they're open for the coaching because sometimes they're like in that meltdown mode so hard or their fight or flight is so engaged. So I always tell parents to consider, you know, whatever they need to do in the moment, but then also circling back, circling back at a later time when they're in a calm situation. And, you know, what do you think you could do about that next time? Or, Mm. you know, how do you consider this? And, And so I really like opening it up from a calm perspective, I find to be the best, or at least neutral, it seems to be the best time for those messages to come through. Yes. So again, you're just showing us how having play and playing games is so critically important for just establishing our best ways to navigate life. And when you have it in your home, and of course we had to during the pandemic, that's how it was operating. But then we have that much more, what, kind of hands-on and control, whereas if the kids are off playing somewhere, we aren't seeing that. But here, we have such an opportunity in our homes to to really guide that and, and help them to grow and feel more stronger and more confident. Yeah, I know. It's, it's well said. So, I'm going to circle back to um, what you were saying about repurposing things, that you don't have to go out and buy things to to do this. And I love that because I think in our world right now, there's just too much stuff and too much consumption that repurposing and finding new uses for things is just another great uh, act, another great thing we can do for our kids and for the planet at the same time. Right, like one of our games that we did was called Toilet Paper Race Cars. And, you know, <laughs> during that time, everyone remembers the toilet paper thing. So <laughs> we thought we were being, like, funny in the background. Like, oh, let's make that into a game. 
right? And so, and my and my little guy at the time, he loved cars and like all that stuff. So we we, we kind of looked around the house, like what do we have? And obviously, we used toilet paper rolls. And what else can we have? What else can we use that we have? And you know, what can what do we have that's circular that we could use to trace the wheels? And and so that also turned into this like kind of fun reusing scavenger hunt. And you can kind of see there's these games within the games. And and you know, I, I kind of laughed because we finished it and. And we put that we finally got the you know the toothpicks and the wheels. We we kind of built it up and and he went to go and like drive it and the wheels are not perfectly circular. That's because it was like a cardboard and you know I was like cutting cardboard and and I you know we were just kind of joking. I'm like oh you guys we got to MacGyver it and I'm like showing my they're like what and so I laughed. I, I wrote that in the book. I'm not sure if it made it in the final cut. I'll have to go double check. But you know when you just like make it work with whatever you've got and I like you said I had such a great skill. Because no matter what where you're at, there's always going to be things that happen. And if we can model it to the kids and we can give them opportunities to learn, well, what would you do? What do you think? So that they're the ones leading it from a young age where they build that confidence in themselves, where they feel free to try out new things. And even if it doesn't work, almost especially if it doesn't work too, they yes. have opportunities to see, oh, well, what do I do in that case, you know? Right. Yes, because that is... That happens in life. So a great way to just be there to nurture and guide during that time. Yeah. And sometimes, too, if there's like, let's say you're playing one of the games or any anything and it's like, ah, like if I would run into a challenge and I'd be like, oh, you know, I noticed for myself that a lot of these tools that I would use are these mindfulness tools. I would just do them silently. Like I would pause. I would take three deep breaths. Or I would do something and it'd be like, you know, I need to start teaching what I'm doing to my kids so they know because they may or may not notice. You know, and so it's it's making these tools fun and engaging for them so that they can incorporate them into their life. You know, I didn't learn mindfulness and meditation skills until I was, you know, a bit older. That's like definitely not kids, you know, probably in my, I don't, I don't even know. Not I started even meditating regular basis only, a, you know, five years ago or something. It's like they could get these skills from this age. It's just very exciting to me, but especially if we can teach it to them in ways that they just find fun. And they, they find their own unique ways to incorporate it into their life. You know, just it gets me excited about what would be up, what will be available for everybody. Yes, in, in in a very natural way, so that it's it's just life. It's I I love that how it's just uh, well organic, basically, isn't it? Right, right, right. Yes. And it reminds me because I was I was teaching art classes to. Um, some, some third grader, no, second grade, sorry, second grade and fifth grade last year. And I, the second graders come in and they're all like, yeah, and they're doing all the stuff. And then the fifth graders come in and they're like, what should I do here? And what color? And like, I know I could see in them, you know, even this starting to like, not, not fully, but they were more like, well, what should I do? And, and I was like, oh, I found it interesting and how I want to keep, you know, I, I created some new lessons for them where they could choose and let, like, let them strengthen their creativity muscles and not get into that socialization, like you have to get it right. Or mm. do it. So I found that, I find that really interesting. And so that's something that I'm, you know, it's fun to keep letting the older kids know that they can still play and into all ages and they can have fun and, and do it their own way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, your children and then those students, they are so fortunate to have someone like you with that vision and the desire to help nurture that within them, uh, to have them in their life, have you in their life. That is just really such a gift. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so blessed to have that opportunity to be with them. And, you know, they 
they just light it up. They light up my world and they bring me so much joy. And, you know, I love working with kids and, and especially, you know, hanging out with my kids and our community. And, you know, it's just, I feel so blessed to be here. And that's why I'm just so passionate about sharing it. So, you know, if anyone's listening and is like, well, I have more questions or curious about it, you know, feel free to, to connect and reach out. I'm happy to share whatever resources or anything I can. So the thing is, this brand new book is uh, launching this week, Play Together, and it's available at all of our favorite book, book sources. Correct, Laura? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited. It should be, it's a real um, pleasure to be having this coming out, and I can't wait. And, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys think about it and get some more new versions of the games coming. And so to connect with you, uh, through your website, is that best? Yeah, yeah. People can connect with me at laurahaver.com, and I'm also on Instagram at Laura M. Haver. And for anyone looking to do any writing, I have a community called Author Moms that I created. And so feel free to reach out. I find writing to be an avenue of play for myself, and so I'm happy to welcome anybody who's been thinking about that into our community. And what's wonderful about that, you were saying how you know you – Earlier, you mentioned um, desiring to to write a book and how it's all evolved. You, it wasn't that you said, "Okay, I'm going to sit and write a book." But as you lived your life and followed your heart and your passion, all of it just eventually evolved. That here you are, and the book is just a natural um, outgrowth of what went on. So you know, it's that kind of organic uh, event happening all over again. Yeah, thank you. And that's what I that's why I really invite everyone to think, wow, what does this spark for me? Like what yes. would I really like to do? What's been calling to me that, oh, maybe I should try that. Even if it's a little scary, right? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, but maybe I should. The thing that keeps kind of like coming out at you, you know, give it a shot and see see how it goes. Exactly. And so before we actually have to sign off, there's a a game called Rainbow Breathing, which just intrigues me. It's just, you know, I can I have visions of it. But can you tell us a little bit about Rainbow Breathing? Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's a beautiful game. It's funny because I was just talking to someone I met today when I was out and she was telling me that she was having some anxiety and and I was like, oh, you know, this is this game. It just popped into my eyes. I was just talking to her about it today. It's so funny is that. It's, it's based on four square breathing, which is a technique that you do where you inhale for a count of four, you hold for a count of four, you exhale for a count of four, and then you hold for a count of four. So I collaborated on this with my friend, Dr. Chris Lee, who's a neuroscientist, and he studies all these things too. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to get some, you know, colored pencils, crayons, whatever you want, and you're going to draw like up a square on the left when you breathe in for four, you're going to draw a cross down you're going to make your squares and then you just grab your other colors right so you can start with red orange yellow green blue or you know any combination that you want i like rainbow but again it's totally up to you you guys can play around with it as much as you can but what's really great about it is it helps to slow down your breathing it helps to focus you when you're moving then you have this kinesthetic action as well and it gets you recentered. and so I find myself doing this even if I don't have access to pen and paper. I'll even do it visually mm-hmm. in my mind, right? Like before interviews, per se, you know, or before something that I have that I'm like, okay, I need to get myself grounded and calm in. And something about the colors too. I don't know. I just love it. So I keep little jars around, and you know, we can play it. And but it's a great. It's definitely a great tool for people of all ages. 
Yes. And certainly going back to children and how you were with your boys is to teach that or share that at a young age. It then is just something they naturally do. And it's with them their entire lives. I mean, what a beautiful and wonderful gift that is. Yeah, it's fun to see what they do with it and how they mix it up. And, you know, it's just, it's that the most fun thing is just sharing it and seeing what they do. And yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, I th- thank you for sharing that w- with us, Laura. So that's one of 60 fun games that were created by Laura and her family during that other kind of, quote, fun time that we lived through. But look at how, you know, that all transpired into something so wonderful. So I think that, again, is just a, an indication of how Negative things happen, but they don't have to define us. We can really make them work so well for us. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like I said, one other thing that was so fascinating, sorry, I get get so excited about all the research about this, but, you know, it's the closing the stress loop. And one thing that I had learned that I I never really put fully together is that creativity is actually one of the ways that you can close the stress loop, get rid of all the stress for your body. Right. And so deep breathing, like we just talked about from the rainbow breathing, that's another one. But it was interesting because we were literally making creative games. We were doing movement, which is another one of the ways to get the stress out, Um, you know, physical touch, physical movement uh, and crying and laughing. And so we basically got through all of those. So those it was just interesting as a side note, as you know, what we're doing and how it was helping us deal with the stress, because there's always going to be things in life. Not like I'm saying just play all the time, right? Because but but if we can use the tools that we get from play to deal with the parts of life that are the other side, you know, it's just you know the full circle. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is, and I just am so grateful to you, Laura Haver, for that acknowledgement for your discovery of how to make that all work, and taking time to share that with us this morning, hoping that we all can find that adventure and the gift in play to make our lives work so much better. Yeah, well, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to that for you guys all, and thank you so much for sharing about my book, Play Together. I'm so thankful that it's coming out and I'm just excited for what connection is going to open up for families. I'm right there with you. So thank you, Laura. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Laura Haver and Sunday Morning Magazine with Peggy Cleveland. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of fun and adventure and connection. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.